This episode is brought to you by Berliner Philharmoniker, the German orchestra based in Berlin. Catch their performance of The Nutcracker by Tchaikovsky. Available on all streaming platforms this holiday season, it's the Berlin Philharmonic. You know what? I'm Mariah Carey. Uh, I am Walter Afanasia. <laughs> and this is Ear Buddies. I don't know, Matt. You were a little tentative on, on your name. Only because I'm embarrassed that I've never learned how to pronounce it. Pal, it just means that you're studious. It means that you read and you aren't always reading aloud. It's okay to not know how to pronounce words. You're reading them in your head. Uh, yeah, it makes sense to me. Thank you. I needed that. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, buddy. He is risen. Wait, that's Easter. Yes. Uh, yep. He is born. Yep. He is born indeed. Why don't we do that at church? Matt, the holidays are upon us, and um, I think the best thing we can do, the best gift we can give our army is... Not an armistice. It's not the laying down of, of arms. Not a ceasefire. Certainly not. This this war cannot be interrupted by piddly holidays. No. The best gift we can give you is content. And that's what we're doing right now. The second best gift we can give you is insight. Mm. And Matt... We've got insight up the wazoo in coming out our spades. ears. In spades. In spades, Tim. <laughs> On perhaps the most important holiday tune written in the last, heck, 60 years? Yeah. I don't know. Probably. I'm not, gonna, I'm not a mathematician. Probably. It's All I Want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey and Walter Afanasyev. I don't want a lot for Christmas There is just one thing I need I don't care about the presents Underneath the Christmas tree Matt, uh, can you believe this song is 28 years old? Wow, Tim, that is just a few years older than us. <laughs> well, younger, yes. But. Well, I said what I said. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, we, this has been around basically our whole lives. This is a sweet old tune. This is a classic at this point. It is, according to the critics, the music cognoscenti, one of the few worthy modern additions to the holiday canon. What we are here to do today, folks, is explain why, why it is so revered, what allowed it, uh, unlike, say, uh, an original Christmas song by, like, Clay Aiken, what allowed this one? 
to permeate the mainstream so completely. We have answers. We also have some debunking to do uh, because the the music heads out there who have analyzed this song up and down have come up with some pretty wild conclusions that, frankly, Matt, I don't know if they pass the smell test. Yep, we got to get into that. First, pal, could you provide... Uh, I'm going to give you the choice. Would you like to provide Matt's raw take on this tune or relevant background information that the listeners might want to know? Ooh, Tim, those are two of my favorite options. <laughs> uh, look, I think we'll probably get into Maddie's raw take as we <laughs> kind of go forward here. Yeah, so yeah. I might as well just do a little bit of relevant background information. I, I'm glad you picked that. Hit us. Sure. Well, uh, yes, we know that it was recorded by Mariah Carey. Uh, mm. And it was her first holiday album back in 1994. Yeah. Uh, mm. and, and it has since, I mean, I know we know this, but it has since cemented Mariah's status as, some say, the Queen of Christmas. Mariah Carey trying to trademark the title Queen of Christmas. The Queen of Christmas. A trademark for the title Queen of Christmas. Which is kind of funny because she did a lot of other stuff, but that is not what <laughs> yeah. this is about. That's not what this well, app if, is about. No, right. I think what's happening, what's happening now in 2022 is... I think we're kind of through the looking glass on this song. Like we've, it's past sort of the meta discussion and now it's like meta meta discussion. Like for 15 or 20 years, we were all just content to enjoy the song. And, and now we're at this point where it's, it's a, it's a thing, right? It's more than a song. It's kind of a, it has its own like fandom around it. You know, she's, she's, a, she's in on the joke that, this is the song of hers that everybody knows. It has just, it's taken on a, a life of its own, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. And I think it's important to, yeah, that's a very good um, thing to bring up, Tim, because it did, I mean, it's been certified uh, diamond, right, since its mm. release. Um, and, but it's important to consider that it wasn't, uh, it didn't top the Billboard Hot 100 until 2019. Right, so it had been cooking for a minute, hmm. um, and now I mean that's that's when it. If you think back a little bit, that makes sense, sort of, doesn't it? Because now it you does. know we're we're talking about it, and it is meta meta, um, and it was always it, it was always a good tune. Oh yeah, but yeah, it really became I guess part of the cultural DNA in a way that it maybe wasn't uh, in you know 1999, let's say. Mm -hmm. uh, since then, um, it was written by Mariah. And Walter A., uh, who, <laughs> well, come on, he, he is a very talented gentleman. Uh, a, a thing we mm. should know about Walter is uh, he, he <laughs> produced My Heart Will Go On. Oh, Lord. Titanic. Uh he, humana, humana. he produced um, some stuff. Well, he produced one of my favorite Disney tunes, Go the Distance from Hercules, etc., um, mm. etc., et right? He's, and he's, mm -hmm. he somehow got involved uh, with the, the Mariah Project, and uh, now he's making, I don't know, 
however much you get off royalties from that tune. Well, yeah, Walter's sleeping just fine. Yeah. He does not care that we don't know how to say his last name. That's right. Uh, I love looking at the list of uh, Walter's credits because, um, indeed, there is a there is a theme you can detect. Walter is a killer songwriter, as evidenced by "All I Want for Christmas Is You," "My Heart Will Go On." I mean, these are these are tent pole songs in our big tent. <laughs> they're the little they're the poles. Um, he did a lot of work with Mariah. He did a decent amount of work with Celine. He also, though, is he's like the go-to songwriter for Kenny G. Josh Groban, Savage Garden, mm. Mark Anthony. He, I mean, he's he is out here producing easy listening. <laughs> yes, easy, easy, easy listening. Um, and yet has a you know clearly has a sense for for pop, right? Yeah, like for for a good melody. He's, I know. He's, a, yes, exactly. We can't we can't laugh at this guy. I mean, the, you, it's it's smooth, delicious sort of. You know, fun. Yeah, it's not nonsense, right? It's 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 chopping the charts. I'm not gonna say it's nonsense, but yeah, that's Walter. That's Walter. <laughs> and this song, right? This song, I think, actually is uh, quintessential Walter. Let's let's dig into this track a bit. Let's. Um, it opens with a uh, with a goddamn fifty second uh, <laughs> intro. <laughs> But what what does this intro accomplish, Matt? It it puts us in the mood for for something truly festive, right? It does. It 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 knows that you can't. It knows you can't just launch right into the thing uh, because it's it's doing to it's it's the song itself, the meat and potatoes of the song is maybe a little too much if it's just presented um, at, you know, zero minutes, zero right, seconds. Right, if you go in and slaps cold. you in the face. Yeah. Right. And now, right, now it's, now it's what we all love. This, uh, and I think we have to credit Walter, you know, this is pure Brill Building stuff. Mm, yep. It's a, Tim, you know, I'm not going to lose track of our, our train of thought here, but this is a chord progression. It's like what? It's like 10 chords. Yeah. It's, 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 it's sort of a songwriter's song in some ways, <laughs> if I may. Totally. The, you know, the, the rhythm of the piano and, and the, the, the bounciness of it all. Is clearly uh, meant to evoke older Christmas music, wouldn't you yep, say? Absolutely, yes. And I think, I think honestly, Matt, we should get into um, the chord in question at this point, don't you think? I do think we need to. Um, I think it's important for a number of reasons uh, because Tim, if we know one thing about our loyal and intrepid army, it's that they <laughs> love to research on their own time they love to read uh they love to sort of dig into the hows and whys of the of culture right specifically music culture um 
So, I'm sure that a number of the the foot soldiers are mm-hmm. aware of what, Des- what, what, what we're hinting at here. The foot soldiers in the trenches, and you know, desperate for a break that we will not give them. Yes. <laughs> They would love to. They would love to just take a take a day or two, and roast some chestnuts over the open fire, and just put aside their differences, you know. But lay their arms down. They cannot. They cannot. We will. They mustn't. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Matt. Yes. Let's do this. Let's do this. The song is in G major. When we get to. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just one thing I need. Uh, And then we get to a four chord. I don't care about the presents. And here it is. Underneath the Christmas tree, the C major chord becomes a C minor chord. It's a minor four, which is outside of the standard uh, key. You know, it's it's an accidental note, Mm -hmm. that minor note. And and then we you know and then we land right back back home at G. Matt, the the musicologists out there, the the theory heads, have so much to say about that minor four. Yeah, it, in fact, it has been dubbed the Christmas chord. Why do we? Why? Why? Why is it? Why do we look at it this way, Matt? Part of it is it can be found in a lot of other Christmas songs. May your days be merry and bright. Here we are as in olden days. I for Christmas. If you had to describe the quality of that chord, what words would you you could say? It's yearning. Um, I've seen people say that it's sort of like the major four melts into the minor four. Yeah, yeah, that's fair because it's just a half that this half step that makes it you know the minor. Yeah, and it takes you to sort of a wistful place before sending you back to your pleasant major uh, home base. So it exists in a lot of Christmas songs. It's sort of a novelty chord. And what these folks are saying is it has a distinctly sort of Christmassy vibe because you hear it in a lot of Christmas songs. It has that um, wistful nature. I, Matt, however, must say these people um, maybe need to listen to more music. Yeah. Because the minor four is all over the GD place. It's everywhere. Is it not? It's not it's not that crazy. Right? Uh, uh, no. It's one of the yeah, if if you're doodling on a piano, it's like one of the most intuitive places you can take a major 4. Yep. It yes. feels so exactly. natural. Um the Beatles did it in Blackbird. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. 
The Beach Boys did it all the time. There's a place called Kokomo. That's where you wanna go. Green Day. The Green Day. Green Day does it. Green Day does it a lot. That's it's almost a Green Day chord, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. I do. Wake me up when September ends. I say that it's not used in most pop music, but it's used in a lot of pop music. Yeah. You gotta give Mariah and Walter A some credit. Because it's a it's a perfect chord to deploy in that spot. Does it contribute to the Christmassy nature? I think maybe, sort of. I don't I don't think we need to act like it is some magical like skeleton key though that that you know alchemically turns it into something diff like this would not feel like a Christmas song were it not for that chord. That's silly. Yes. It has sleigh bells. Yeah. <laughs> Right. You know what? You know what makes a Christmas song, man? Sleigh bells. Sleigh bells. That's right. That's the main thing. <laughs> I'm afraid that's, that's it. That's the secret sauce. And it's like I don't really know what else to say beyond that. I mean, if you're writing a Christmas song, you got if you put sleigh bells in it, well, you've written a Christmas song. I correct. I'm I'm glad that we talked about thrifting before Tim, that, so yeah. that the army has the the necessary context for this. Mm-hmm. But it really is like, it really is context, right? You mm-hmm. can't, you don't just shove a chord into something if you're listening to Blackbird. Yes, and we are, and we are, of course we are. <laughs> and you hear that minor four. And even, you know, you hear something like that, uh, let's say a minor four with an added, like, six, and so maybe it's a fancier diminished thing. Sure. Uh, That doesn't make me think that it's a Christmas song. I don't get any Christmas vibes from Blackbird. You know what it is, Matt? It's think piece bait. It's someone observed something neat and decided to extrapolate it out into something bigger than it is. Oh, buddy. And you know what? You know what, man? They got a thousand words in Slate, so good for them. That's... I don't know how to how far to chase this rabbit, uh, but that's exactly right. Um, this is a great tune. Oh, yeah. In and of itself. And like you mentioned, Tim, uh, it has obviously become fodder for the, uh, the discourse, something to chew mm-hmm. on. Every year, along with yes. our chestnuts and our um, <laughs> roast beast, roast beast. There you go, uh, and that's fine. That's that's cool, but I just I just don't know how intellectually serious one can be if one is positing mm. that this is the chord uh, that makes the song. Um, kind of what it is it just that's not how anything works <laughs> it's just not how anything works it's not no it's not it's it's not but it's yeah I, you're right matt i want to let that rabbit run away i don't yeah. have the time for this well <laughs> right. uh, frankly the army doesn't have the attention span for this and that's fine i fully understand that yeah, I mean, how do you? I should just let's check in, Matt. How how is this segment going? Because my finger is currently hovering uh, 
perilously over Dancing Queen. Like, do we need to do we need to fire this one off? Well, I think it's important to talk about. Um, <laughs> I do too. I mean, we have to do a Christmas episode anyway. Yeah, it's... we have. To, well, and and here's what I think too, Tim. Mm-hmm. This episode, uh, as you and I know, and and the army will discover, is packed with all sorts of Christmassy goodness. That's um, true. I'm having a good time. <laughs> Me too, man. I've poured some eggnog and yeah, I put a little put a little whiskey in it, and so I I'm, think we're okay. I think so too. Anything else you want to say about Mariah Carey's? Hit Christmas tune, All I Want for Christmas is You. You know, I don't want to say anything necessarily about the tune, mm-hmm. but I would like to just remind our listeners, mm-hmm. especially the younger ones, because, Tim, I know that Gen Z, the Zoomers, yes, they, uh, they listen to Ear Buddies. They love ear buddies. We yes, the data has borne that out. We know this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I just, it, I feel like I have to just say that mm. Mariah Carey is not some sort of novelty act mm. who has released a fun Christmas tune for you. Um, although she has done that, she mm-hmm. is uh, a very famous lady, and. <laughs> She's one of the best-selling artists of all time. She's <laughs> sold over 220 million records, Tim. It's a lot. Uh, she's, That's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. She she is I mean, I could I could list all of the things that she has done. And I won't because then we really would hit that dancing queen button. But Thank you. I just I just think it's important um, that we don't sort of throw Mariah onto the, uh, or perhaps into the dustbin of history, um, mm-hmm. and, and just let's respect her for more than the Queen of Christmas, although I know that's what we're leaning into now. Yeah, um, right. and even she's leaning into it. Yes, um, well, I know, I know. I guess I would caution her against that, too. <laughs> and I get it, I get it, you know, like, you, you want to keep your name... Well, you go where the money is. You do. <laughs> you really see the do. money, get the money. I get it. Yeah, exactly. I get it. Uh, but yes, to your point, Matt, Mariah Carey was 25 years old when that song came out. She had 28 more years of musical success, like upper, upper, upper stratosphere music success. Uh, you know, before and especially after the release of "All I Want for Christmas Is You." She's a big deal. She deserves more merit badges than just the Christmas one. That's right. Ear Buddies will continue in a moment. Wait a minute, this is too deep. I gotta change the station so turn the dial, trying to catch a break.
This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by the Berlin Philharmonic. Matt. Hey. Who has the more iconic Christmas tune? Is it Mariah? Or is it these killer performers out there in Berlin? With their performance of The Nutcracker by Pyotr Tchaikovsky. I mean, head to head, what, where do you, you know, who wins? <sighs> don't answer that. I, don't answer it. It's a trap. Thank you. Thank you. The Berlin Philharmonic. Mm-hmm. Arguably the most prestigious mm-hmm. symphony orchestra in the entire world mm-hmm. has seen fit during this holiday season to reach out to us, you and me, Tim and Matt, Matt and Tim, ear buddies, and ask us in German. To give them a little bit of pop, which is crazy because they don't need—they don't need the help. Let's they be, do not. Let's be no. very clear up front here. We have a lot of advertisers who do need the help. The Berlin Philharmonic does not need the help. This is what they, they call are- a victory lap. Yes, exactly. They are doing fine. They have money to burn, and they're burning it on us. And, uh, I mean, this is this is sort of a Christmas miracle for us, Tim. <laughs> we could regale you, listeners, with the tales of the Berlin Philharmonic over the last 140 years. Their many successes. But we want to hone in, naturally, on their performance of... The Nutcracker, a holiday staple, a joyful piece of music that, uh, Matt, you actually had the pleasure of, of taking in a performance uh, recently, did you not? I did, Tim, I did. Thank you for remembering. Um, well, we're friends. Ago, well, I, you know, we, <laughs> we text. Um, a couple nights ago, I did have the pleasure... Mm-hmm. Of of seeing this wondrous ballet, yeah, because it is a ballet. It is. Ab- I mean, above all else, that's really what <laughs> the Nutcracker is. <laughs> and and I, Tim, I'm here's here was my thought, and here's why I was so excited the next morning to wake up and see this email from the uh, adjudicator of the Bil- Berlin Philharmonic. <laughs> I was just struck, Tim, by the by the beauty of this music and also by just the the realization that it has become because we've grown up with it. It's, yeah. it's become so commonplace for us. Uh that we we forget about it, don't we? And we we we, we don't really engage with this music in the way that I'm sure Tchaikovsky would have preferred we do. Well, there you go, man. We we take for granted the fact that uh, old Pewter, Peter, I'm going to call him Pete. Old That's Pete, fine. Pete Tchaikovsky, um, he laid down like a dozen certifiable banger hits 
in this two-act ballet. There are some unbelievable tunes that, yes, they have just become, um, you know, as rote as Mary Had a Little Lamb at this point. That's right. Or, or you know, the, the State Farm jingle. We hear these things on commercials. We hear them uh, in little music boxes, and they've been reduced to just... Um, sort of atmosphere. Yes. And and I would like to just push back against that in uh, sort of on behalf of the Berlin Philharmonic and the mm-hmm. memory of old Pete. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this this work, Tim. The the second act is so it's so backloaded. If this were an album, yeah. You know, we'd have some notes. Fir- we'd have some production yes, notes. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Should have trotted out some of the some of the bangers a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. But the second <laughs> act is nothing but bangers. Everyone a classic. Everyone <laughs> in your head already. It is just a sheer delight to listen to these tunes one after another. If, yes, um, if you let yourself listen to this with fresh ears, like a newborn baby, you may be reduced to tears. Honest, honest to God, there are the this music is perfect. It's it, ti- it's timeless. It literally is. I think perfect, Tim. I mean, normal. You know, I I. I I hate to dip my toes in the waters of true sincerity during an ad break, mm-hmm. but heck, uh, do it. It's just the sense of of well, melody for mm-hmm. one thing, and oh, and, yeah. s- and scope and uh, and romance mm. in in this in this ballet is is. Ridiculous. And that's why, I mean, I was, I was just so glad to be able to experience this live because, you know, when you listen to music live, mm-hmm. it is a little bit more like listening to it as a newborn babe, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not the same thing as the album, and you get things from it that perhaps you didn't get before, mm-hmm. and especially when you have um, perhaps the Berlin Philharmonic just blasting this right in front of you. Mm. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna stick. That's not that's different than hearing it on a commercial for medication. I think <laughs> it. It totally is. Well, once again, I am. I'm glad that I have thrifting sort of fresh in my in my brain as I'm uh, myself going back and checking this stuff out. It's it is so rewarding to engage with this music. If I may, ballet mm. is the place to start if you are trying to engage with classical music. Ooh. I'm I'm gonna say that, and here's why, Tim. That's not a sentence I've spoken aloud to anyone before, but I do uh-huh. think that's true. Because um, 
the romantic period of classical music, which is what uh, this falls under, mm-hmm. was so much more focused on melody yes. uh, than perhaps the capital C classical um, opera mm-hmm. era or, God forbid, Baroque, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so, and this was music that uh, was being played for, like, the people, not, not the court, there right? You go. This yes. was for this. This was for the people, and uh, mm-hmm. if you think about it for a little bit, there there are only a handful of melodies of tunes that you can really remember if they're like instrumental. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying that that there's nothing in the in Baroque or classical eras, but Tchaikovsky really really did something here. Yes. Uh, you know, because we all know these. You can sing the lead line in your head uh, without thinking. It is fabulous. It is just really good music. Bro, I love I love that you planted that flag. You're right. Uh, you may recall the uh, season one episode when you were gone, where I walked our army through uh, Rachmaninoff's second yes. piano concerto. Yes. yes, that's the that is as romantic as romantic music got. It's so, I mean, l- truly, the romantic era of classical music is so hyper fixated on stirring you, on mm. rousing oh. you, you know, to feel emotions. <laughs> it's not, it's not this like, wow, look at the beautiful architecture of this counterpoint that Bach did. Yep. That's all lovely. It's important. Groundwork, yes. you know, it's yes. important. Yes. But it's, they had all the harmonic tools at their disposal at that point. Yeah, to, finally. To just crush you Ugh. into the ground. And, and <laughs> oh man, and they did. And Tchaikovsky, yeah, I mean, this this is just, it's it's so incredible. Because like, it really is, to go back to this, it's for, this music is for you mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm. and and that's why it it works I mean this is this ballet was written what in 1890 something mm-hmm. and uh, and it's still as much a you know a staple of the Christmas season and the culture in general uh, as it ever has been I mean that's that's remarkable it's just it's just about it's about the tunes. <laughs> And these tunes are so... They're so good. So good. I don't know what else to say. I mean... Well, we... (laughs) What we will say is thank you to the Berlin Philharmonic for, uh, you know, putting to tape... Some of the definitive uh, recordings of the Nutcracker. You know, if you're going to pull it up on, if you're going to pull it up on Apple Music or Spotify this holiday season, we implore you to seek out the Bill, <laughs> the Berlin Philharmonic version. Yeah, that's what. There's a, there's a lot of versions, but the one you're going to want to check out is the Berlin <laughs> Philharmonic for sure. I speak for Matt and myself when I say. Ich bin ein Berliner. The Berlin <laughs> Philharmonic. 
Welcome back to Ear Buddies, the Christmas edition. Happy holidays, Matt. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> uh, you know, the war on Christmas is over, but you and I here, we still, just out of respect, we say happy holidays. Well, we do. It's because the the Christmas season is... <laughs> where am I going to go with this? The Christmas season is mm-hmm. just, it's been co-opted, you know, <coughs> by mm-hmm. the left and the right. Uh, yeah. And everyone's got an the media. Well, absolutely the media. And it's just not about that, you know? It's not about stuff, right? <laughs> no. You know? <laughs> it's about... I'm glad you said that. Well, <laughs> it's and not, really, it's a <laughs> it's not about stuff. No, it's just not. It's about togetherness and family, mm. and 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 sitting by the fire and reminiscing yeah. with your loved ones, and I mean, largely about the birth of Christ, <laughs> who was yeah. the mm-hmm. founded Christianity. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. You know, I mean, we yeah, it, it would Christianity would certainly be um, less than were it not right. for the Christ Child. That's right. Yeah. It would it would not have it would not have the traction that it does without him coming along. But you know, I don't want to even get into that. No. I, what I care about, Tim, is is my friends, my family, mm-hmm. a cozy sweater, mm-hmm. a. Sleigh ride through Central Park in the snow. You know, just those simple pleasures. Yeah, you're hitting a lot of the important stuff right there. Uh, Yeah, well, what else is there, really? Well, Matt, there is one other thing, and it is something um, that you and I have bonded over before. It's our love of youth (laughs) band performances. Oh, it's our love of a seventh grader holding a trumpet. Tim, is this is this segment just a Christmas present for your buddy Maddie? I'm afraid so, pal. It uh, this is something that I'd like to do with with you, and it's <laughs> I I've pulled up here a few performances, uh, holiday holiday band performances by various uh, young K through twelve performers <laughs> across the fruited plain. And I actually have a point I'd like to make. Okay. It's a, it's a Christmas message that I have to share with you and all of our listeners. Okay, great. The place I'd like to begin is Bridal Path Elementary School in Montgomeryville, Pennsylvania. And the fifth grade band performance of Jingle Bells.
Well, that that uh, lead trumpeter is really holding it together, isn't he? <laughs> that kid, that kid put in his practice and logged it on the practice sheet, and he did not miss a single week of of the quota. He, I'm sure he was pr- over practicing <sighs> for a fifth grader. When I say that there's something holy about what we're hearing there, do you know what I mean? Yes. I do know what you mean, Tim. But please continue. I just, I think, I'm a parent now, right? And Mm -hmm. I, if my son decides he wants to play a band instrument, obviously I'll be so thrilled. If he does, you know, if he hates the idea, so be it. Uh, but in my heart of hearts, looking ahead to his whole life and my whole life beside him, there's nothing I want more than to be at one of these concerts as a dad. It's they are these kids are trying, and him and to and and to be to be eleven and put yourself out there like that and and practice. Doggone it, they practiced. You know, that's that's the best they got it to sound. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the end. That's, ex- that's an end point. That's that's right. That is their final product. <laughs> that's what they uploaded <laughs> onto you. That's what that's what the parents came for. I feel so much joy thinking about that process and and thinking about um, just the the growth there because there was growth. Which Absolutely. I mean, Tim, this is that's an important and crucial point mm-hmm. uh, to make this this holiday season, because as you know, um, there is nothing in the world that is funnier to me <laughs> than a primarily brass band mm-hmm. of children <laughs> playing anything, really. Absolutely. Uh, it makes me laugh more than anything will ever make me laugh, no matter what. Yes. Uh, however, I think that's a very important thing to to say. Like, it's all about the tunes, right? But like, but, but, but. Yes. Look, I'll say it. There's, there's more to music than just the tunes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There actually is. Mm. And... I, I don't like to say that often because I really think it is all about the tunes. But to hear those little hobgoblins just <laughs> blowing and and that snare drum roll, you know, in whatever tempo, and just they're in different sort of micro keys all <laughs> playing together. I think that's beautiful. I do too. I really do. I do too. I mean, I think it is, you're right. It's it's one of the funniest things and most perfect things in the world. Uh, which let's let's take this thought a little further. Now we we get to hear from the Hopewell Middle School. Middle school now, Matt. Mm. Hope Hopewell. Uh, this is a school district out in Tennessee performing Winter Wonderland. <laughs>
What are we hearing now, Matt? Do you know what we're hearing? Progress. <laughs> it can't be denied. That's exactly right. Uh, we're hearing now tweens, you know? Young, young dreamers in middle school getting up, getting ready for high school and hanging on by a thread to the uh, conductor's tempo. The micro keys are essentially gone, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. They figured out how to tune between then and now. And, and what do you, you know, what do you get here? You get, you get the joy of improvement. It is all about the tunes, Matt. You're right. But to have the tunes, you first must practice. You have to get better. And it's, and it's going to sound really bad yeah. for quite a while. Mm-hmm. It really will. And then you get to the Upperman High School concert band performance. Also from Tennessee. Of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Suddenly you're an ensemble. You know, you're you're more than just a dopey kid in we're holding a euphonium. <laughs> you're an artist I now, love, to some extent. Well that's Tim. <laughs> look, that's exactly right. And that's that's also vital. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is a high school. Yeah. Right? These are these are high schoolers. If you were playing the clarinet mm-hmm. in high school, you're not really joking around anymore. No. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, five, right? Like five, ten percent of these kids probably are still forced to be in band by their parents. But right. But most of them, some of these people have scholarships. There's investment here. Exactly. That's right. I have. I know you, Tim, have probably met uh, thousands of people, <laughs> um, as I have, who say things like, uh, "You know, I used to play the trumpet, but I quit." You know, in yeah. seventh grade, yeah. eighth grade, whatever. Whenever my parents stopped making me do it, mm-hmm. and I got bored, and that's fine. That's great. If trumpet, if if, mu- if that's not for you, then that's not for you. Yeah, yeah. But, but these kids that we're hearing now, this is for them, mm-hmm. and God bless them. They're they're going to most of them, or at least a you know decent percentage. They're going to do something with this. Yeah, and. uh and that's fabulous. And even if even if that something is just, um, you know, having the joy of mastered, mastering something, of uh, of remembering what it was like to be playing Jingle Bells in fifth grade, and and thinking about how you got from there to here, that's that's so important, you know. It to is li- to life and to music. It's it's just. Um, it's a beautiful thing that my mind, when I hear kids just honking into a trumpet, <laughs> just shrieking, 
my mind first it goes to a place of humor. I'm 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 laughing. I'm loving it. But my next step is always sort of the, this progression, this joy of this joy of mastery of of taking taking something up and getting better at it. That's a that's a wonderful thing. It really is. Yeah. And 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 that's what's well that's what's great about life, Tim, is that none of the humor for me is ever diminished. Mm-mm. Because I think that as a, as a mature adult with, you know, a heart and a soul now, mm-hmm. I think the same thing. You know, back in the day, I just thought that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. But now, it's it's just as funny, if not funnier. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet, there's, there's real stuff in there. Um, and, you know, hearing the K through 12 become <laughs> high schoolers, uh, it's... Uh, that's what life's about, Matt. That's that is at least what Christmas is about. That's at least yeah. That's what Christmas is about: <laughs> self improvement <laughs> and mastery and of one's learning. senses. Yes, that's, that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> if you read between the lines of the Gospels, I think that's what you find. Yeah, I would agree, Matt. I'm all out of eggnog and. Uh, Oh, I hear uh, I hear hooves on my rooftop, so I'd better go to sleep. Well, Tim, may the Lord bless and keep you <laughs> and your whole family. Mm. And uh, this Christmas season, let's just uh, let's just try and hang out more, <laughs> you and me. Let's do that. That, All right. That sounds great. I'm going to just say yeah. it, man. I want it. I would like war to be over. There's yeah, that's, you're going to come down on on. Yeah, I say it, war. I say let's do it. Let's be done with it. That's enough. Okay. Yeah. All right. You hear heard it here first. Ear buddies is done with war. The ear buddies army is now a reservist. They're they're in the reserves. <laughs> Thank you all for your service. (laughs) Talk to you later, pal. Talk to you later, buddy.